Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled The Believer's Position. It shall be focused on 2 Kings chapter 12. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your mighty love, and we thank you for your everlasting faithfulness towards us. May you speak to us today through your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to 2 Kings chapter 12. Chapter 12 In the seventh year of Jehu, Jehoash began to reign. And forty years reigned he in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Zibiah of Beersheba. And Jehoash did that which was right in the sight of the Lord all his days wherein Jehoiada the priest instructed him. But the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places. And Jehoash said to the priests, All the money of the dedicated things that is brought into the house of the Lord even the money of every one that passeth the account, the money that every man is set at, and all the money that cometh into any man's heart to bring into the house of the Lord. Let the priests take it to them, every man of his acquaintance, and let them repair the breaches of the house, wheresoever any breach shall be found. But it was so, that in the three and twentieth year of King Jehoash, the priests had not repaired the breaches of the house. Then King Jehoash called for Jehoiada the priest and the other priests, and said unto them, Why repair ye not the breaches of the house? Now therefore receive no more money of your acquaintance, but deliver it for the breaches of the house. And the priests consented to receive no more money of the people, neither to repair the breaches of the house. But Jehoiada the priest took a chest, and bored a hole in the lid of it, and set it beside the altar on the right side as one cometh into the house of the Lord. And the priest that kept the door put therein all the money that was brought into the house of the Lord. And it was so, when they saw that there was much money in the chest, that the king's scribe and the high priest came up, and they put up in bags, and told the money that was found in the house of the Lord. And they gave the money, being told, into the hands of them that did the work, that had the oversight of the house of the Lord. And they laid it out to the carpenters and builders that wrought upon the house of the Lord, and to masons and hewers of stone, and to buy timber and hewed stone to repair the breaches of the house of the Lord. And for all it was laid out for the house to repair it. Howbeit they were not made for the house of the Lord bowls of silver, snuffers, basins, trumpets, any vessels of gold or vessels of silver, of the money that was brought into the house of the Lord. But they gave that to the workmen, and repaired therewith the house of the Lord. Moreover, they reckoned not with the men into whose hand they delivered the money to be bestowed on workmen, for they dealt faithfully. The trespass money and sin money was not brought into the house of the Lord. It was the priests. Then Haziel, king of Syria, went up and fought against Gath and took it. And Haziel set his face to go up to Jerusalem. And Jehoash, king of Judah, took all the hallowed things that Jehoshaphat and Jehoram and Ahaziah, his fathers, kings of Judah, had dedicated, and his own hallowed things, and all the gold that was found in the treasures of the house of the Lord, and in the king's house, and sent it to Haziel, king of Syria. 
and he went away from Jerusalem. And the rest of the acts of Joash, and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And his servants arose and made a conspiracy, and slew Joash in the house of Milo, which goeth down to Silla. For Jezekiah the son of Shimeath, and Jehozabad the son of Shomer, his servants, smote him, and he died. And they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. And Amaziah his son reigned in his stead. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled The Believer's Position in Christ. It was preached in 1955 on January the 16th. We'll begin at paragraph 21 up to paragraph 38. I trust you find it to be a blessing. To the faithful in Christ Jesus. Now, this letter is addressed to those, not to the outside world, not to, it's not a sermon Paul wasn't preaching here to the unsaved, he was preaching it to the saved, the called out, the separated, the set aside, and the faithful in the call. Now that's who he's addressing to. In Jesus, the believer's position is in Christ. And Christ will only meet the believer. The believer can only worship Christ as he is positionally placed in Christ. I don't believe you get it. Let me go another route. Look, a believer cannot worship and has no right to worship. No man has no right to worship the Lord outside of being in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you know that? If we had time to go back and pick up the laws on that, it would be beautifully. He who is addressed to the believer in Christ. Last evening I was speaking of the, the blood, how that God came into the womb of the virgin and the Creator making himself a blood cell. And from cell began to press beyond cell and through that breaking of the blood cell, sprayed, broke the case between, or ripped the veil, rather, in two that cased him off, and now can bring the believer into fellowship with him, only through the blood. They have no right to worship who has not come through the blood. Look in the Old Testament, back there, when the believers, they had a tabernacle. And in the tabernacle, no man had a right to do worship unless he came to the tabernacle. It was a place where the blood was offered. And without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin, no promise of prayer being answered outside the blood. But the children of Israel come to the temple, a place that was designated by God for all believers together, together in one fellowship. Sit. They were all together, every tribe. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Herodians, publicans, all together gathered in one place of fellowship. How beautiful. Because there, why? The lamb was killed. 
The blood was put up on the brazing altar and the bodies burnt and the smoke went up. And all under that smoke, which was the sweet-smelling Savior into his nostrils as it left the place, all under the blood had a right to worship. What did it speak of? The Lord Jesus Christ. For God then came to his temple in a pillar of fire. When the temple was made of worship place for all of Israel to come together, the pillar of fire came in over the great 70-foot wings of the angels, went back over along the angels on the wall, went back to the mercy seat where two great 14-foot brass turbans set with their wings pitched to one another, and settled God coming to his temple to be worshipped from that temple where the blood outside made an atonement. Then when Christ came on the earth, when he was baptized in Jordan as the washing of the Lamb, at the brazen lever, notice, then John bear record, seeing the Spirit of God like a dove coming from above, and it settled on him and went into him. God coming to his temple. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. That was his temple. Then that body for sin, our sins, was tore apart, his flesh ripped in two, the blood vessels was broken, and there now, as the Spirit come from his body, then all believers, hope you see it, look, all believers that come through the blood into the body of Jesus Christ, worship God through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, in when they are positionally placed in Christ. You see it? To them that are in Christ, faithful, called, chosen in Christ. That's who Paul's addressing this letter to. Aren't you happy today you're in Christ? How do we get in? Wish we had time for it. About six more minutes. Look, how do we get into Christ? By one spirit. Not even one fellowship. No, not the first thing comes first. By one church? No. By one letter? No. By one creed? No. But by one spirit. We are all baptized into one body. Not by water. Not by power. Not by might. But by my Spirit, saith the Lord. One Spirit, we're baptized. What? By the Spirit. Where does the Spirit say? Where is life? In the blood. Coming through the, the blood of Christ. First, becoming a believer outside of Christ, without God, without hope, in the world, condemned to die. 
then God, by grace, elects us, calls us to Christ. We hear him inside the blood cell calling to us. Life. You get it? And we come then, confess our sins and are baptized for the remission of our sins then, taken through the blood till the blood cell, we come through the spray of blood, then by the Holy Spirit are baptized inside this blood cell and we have fellowship one with another while the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, cleanses from all unrighteousness. Oh my, there you are. That's what we need. Positionally, come first to Christ. To the blood, the shed blood. Then positionally, we're seated in Christ. Notice this now, the next verse. First, before we leave it, notice all the Old Testament, a shadow of the new. No believer had a right to offer sacrifice to worship outside the temple. In the temples where the blood was, God forbid it. He said, don't do it. Come to the temple, to fellowship. We have no right to go outside and start creeds and denominations, break people and separate them. We're supposed to come into one glorious fellowship by the washing of the water, by the Word, into the body of Christ through the blood, and we become blood-bought children of God. Then I have no right to say, because you're a Methodist, you're not my brother. You're a Baptist, you're not my brother. Or if you're a Pentecostal, you're not my brother. We are all been made partake of this one fellowship after we've come through the blood. Then we sit together in what kind of places? Heavenly places out in Christ Jesus. Heavenly places. Heavenly places. When you're outside of Christ, you don't understand the heavenly place. When you're out there, you look and say, oh, that bunch of fanatics. They don't know what they're speaking about. The reason you don't know because you've never been a partaker of the fellowship, of his suffering. You've never laid your hands upon his blessed sacred head and felt the pains of Calvary for your sins. You never know what that was. Fellow friends, you don't know what it means till you once climb to Calvary and see what a Christ was paid for you. Then when you realize what it's all about, God through grace takes you through the bloodstream into his own fellowship with his beloved son, Christ Jesus. Oh, how wonderful. I tell you, that makes me just feel so good. To know that we have been privileged to do this, come into his wonderful fellowship into Christ. Now, when you're seated then in the fellowship and friend outside of Christ now, outside of this fellowship, you have no right to say that the people in the fellowship that believe in the supernatural are all mentally upset because you have never tasted to see that the Lord is good. 
You've never come through this, into this fellowship. Oh, you might believe it. You might accept it. You might say, yes, I believe the Bible's right. I go to church too. But have you ever died to yourself and be born again, leaving all the outside off and brought through the blood into this fellowship and set in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? What God can do, how the revelation of God can move through an audience like that when we've all been partakers of this same fellowship. And now that's who Paul's addressing this letter to. And just a moment or two longer, Paul addressing this letter to them that are in Christ Jesus, you see. And the faithful that's in. See how we come in? No one outside has a right in. No one without coming through the blood can be in. Oh, he says, I'm through the blood. He's sitting right there. said, I don't get these things. Certainly not. He's pretending to come through the blood. But if he ever becomes a son and a partaker, he's your brother. And he's, what is he? The same spirit that was in Christ is in you and in him. And you are fellow citizens. Oh, that's the word I want. I've been playing around for a half hour to get it. Fellow citizens of the spiritual kingdom. Citizenship. Aren't you happy you got it tonight? Fellow citizens of the kingdom of God. Looking for the king to come someday. Now, we'll hurry right quick. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. He's given his salute or his salutation to the church. Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Think of it. I thought the spiritual blessings only come, the fellowship, the Holy Spirit, only come on Pentecost. This is 32 years later. That's blessing the Ephesian church, Gentile church, blessing us in heavenly places. You can only be in heavenly places when you're in Christ Jesus. So the Holy Spirit baptized them into the heavenly places, then it baptized them into heavenly places now. Same fellowship. Now, heavenly places in Christ. Now, quickly now, I'll give you my view and then we'll have to go. According as he has, as he, God, has chosen us, not my desire, not your desire, wasn't Paul's desire. But he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. (laughs) Did you think of that? He chose us in him before the foundation of the world that that we should be holy, not because I lived right, because he chose me to be that way. He done it, not I. 
That's the reason you're holy this afternoon. Not because you deserve it, but because he chose you to be that way. When? Before the foundation of the world. Holy and without blame. Before him in love. How could we do it? There had to be a masterpiece to do that. And that was Christ Jesus. Listen. You don't remember it. Neither do I. But we was before the foundation of the world. When God made man, said, let us make man in our own image. Let us give them, plural. Let us get, make man in our own image, spirit man, and give them dominion over the fishes of the sea and the cattle and so forth, Genesis 1. God's saying that. Let us make man. Now, back there before the foundation of the world, God chose you in Christ Jesus to appear holy at the end time all the way from the foundation of the world. You see it? Now, quickly, let's catch in the next verse. Having predestinated or elected us unto the adoption of children by Christ Jesus to himself according to the to the good pleasure of his will. May I speak to you just a moment? God, before the world began, notice, no one said, Jesus can come to me except my Father draws him. That's Jesus' own word. Here's the blood cell. Here it is broken. Here's the spray of blood moving. Now, here's Christ inside this blood cell. Christ means the anointed. It was the anointed blood cell. Here it is in here. Here's God our Father. Look at what he's doing. No man can come through this blood spray to me except my Father draws him. And all that comes, I'll give him everlasting life. No wife turn him out and will raise him up at the last day. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jehoash and to see how, Lord, he was restoring the right way of worshiping you, repairing the temple and the zeal that he had, Lord, for following your ways. Father, help us to have the same view and to earnestly contend for the faith which was once given unto the saints. That, Lord, of worshiping you in spirit and in truth in the Holy, in the Holy Ghost, and Father, not taking to the left or to the right, following the creeds of men, but following your word in its fullness and the way that you restored it for our day. Help us, Father, to be found living up to that expectation and that mark that you provided for us through your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.